we're back on the blue carpet. Another quick look behind, but there's no danger to Georgia Taylor-Brown. This will be her second WTS race victory. This time it's a sprint. It also comes with the tag, world champion, one of the most up-and-coming women on the circuit. And it's been a stellar display. You've got to admire the way that she went on the run, dictated the race onto the blue carpet. And it's going to be gold for Britain and Georgia Taylor-Brown in 2020. There's the smile. She's well clear of Flora Duffy, the world champion. We've got a new name at the top. The world champion is making a stunning attempt to defend his title. He's got a bit of a gap. There you see it. Berger and Velasa, though, look like they're going to be in a real battle for silver and bronze, but the world champion has gone for home. A brilliant display this from Vincent Lewis. He couldn't have had a better swim. He had the perfect bike in that lead group of eight. And now he sprinted away from his fellow countrymen and the Portuguese. A look behind tells him there's absolutely no danger. And he could probably just about start to enjoy it. Racing was back with a bang last weekend and with all eyes on Hamburg for the first and only WTS race of the year, it was Vincent Luis and Georgia Taylor-Brown who produced two sterling displays to secure not only World Series gold, but the 2020 world titles. Fast forward a week and the pair find themselves in Carla Vivari, the beautiful Czech town that has been a staple of the World Cup circuit for several years, but with such a stripped back calendar now in 2020, has never seen start lines quite like this. Our man on the ground, Tommy Zafiris, was able to drag himself away from the spa to catch up with the world champions as they reflected on the return to the blue carpet and looked ahead to their first races as world champions. Has your big win last weekend sunk in yet? Um, yeah, I guess it has sunk in. Um, I don't know, it's still a little bit of a weird title um, and yeah, the emotions are a little bit mixed around it. But I was pretty happy with my achievement and happy with how I executed my whole race and I worked really hard and it was good to race again. And yeah, this week has just sort of been about recovering and getting back into the swing of things again, doing a few little sharper things, ready to race again this weekend because I'm not sure the last time that I did a back-to-back -back race. <laughs> Can you give us your first impressions of Karlavivari, uh, the town and the course? Uh, the town's really pretty, yeah. The, there's amazing buildings around us. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's nice to be... So It's actually nice to spend a little bit extra time in the country that we're racing in because usually we come in, like, two days before and we don't have time to see things. So here, we've been here for a week, so it's been nice to actually see a few sights. And the course is going to be challenging. Um, I pray that it is going to be dry because it might be a bit sketchy if it's wet. Uh, but no, it will it will definitely be a challenging course. Um, I need to have a good swim and then the bike, do what I can on the bike. And again, the run is, is also really quite hilly. So it is going to be tough, but I think it will be fun and hopefully it will whittle down to just a few of us. <laughs> After Hamburg, you had a road trip to Karlavi Vari. So what was that experience like? Uh, who are you with and how did you get here and everything? Uh, I was with Jess Learmonth and her partner, John. Uh, John Boy. Uh, so he did all the driving for us. We had one stop, I think. We ploughed through. It took about five and a half, six hours. We left Monday morning from Hamburg, so straight away after the relay. Um, and yeah, it was fine. It was quite simple, to be fair. And uh, once we started to sort of get on the outskirts of Germany and then coming into the Czech Republic, it was a lot more scenic. Uh, we weren't on the long motorways anymore. So I just sat in the back and 
just kept myself to myself. Just had to listen to Jess's terrible music. <laughs> Did you have snacks at least? Uh, yeah, I had snacks. Um, um, I, I had Pringles, random like crisp selection, but I went for Pringles. <laughs> uh, there are important new protocols in place, uh, but it still feels special being back together with everybody on a start line. Yeah, it definitely does, and it doesn't feel too strange. I know, like, there's the whole mass things, and but it doesn't feel too strange. And when we're stood on the pontoon together, it just feels like we're heading into a race, and it's, it is just nice to be in this atmosphere again. And it gets me all excited, and yeah, I get to see people that we haven't seen all year. Um, well, since last year, I guess. So it is. It is really nice to be here, be around different athletes again, see how everyone's doing and be able to race each other. Uh, just before this, you got off a really important FaceTime call with someone. Can you uh, give us a little insight to who that was? <laughs> I was uh, FaceTiming back home to my partner and uh, I wasn't bothered about seeing him. I was more bothered about seeing my little fluffy dog, Alfie. Uh, so he's very fluffy at the minute and he was a little bit confused when he uh, sees my face on the phone, but I'm not actually there, but he, sees my, he hears my voice. Um, so yeah, I do miss him. So going home to him on Monday. Did he give you any race advice? Uh, just run really fast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last question. Uh, after Karlovivari, what does the end of the season look like for you? Uh, this is the end of the season. <laughs> it's a very short season, and I know we've only done two races. Um, but I think physically, I am ready for a break, and definitely emotionally and mentally, I think I'm ready for a break. It's been a long year, and like I said, I haven't raced much, but it's still taken a lot out of me. And the fact that I've put back-to-back -back weeks of 20, 25 hours of training together and not had those forced rest weeks that you usually would going into a race. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely ready for a break after this and I'll have a little family holiday exploring the uh, wonderful United Kingdom. <laughs> All right. Good luck this weekend and thanks for the time, Georgia. Thank you. It's been a unique lead-up to racing this year, but nevertheless, it must feel good to have kicked things off with a huge win. Yeah, that's, you know, that's really good. It's been a weird year. Uh, no, no racing for what 10 months and uh, then one race 45 minutes to give it all and, and put all your cards on the line but uh, yeah as I say I was lucky enough to be well prepared uh, lucky I don't know but thanks to my coach we, we made uh, we made a good job up in front in altitude and uh, yeah on a day I, I was the strongest and I'm really glad with that. From what you had planned and visualized pre-race to the execution could your race have gone any better? Uh, I mean, I did a lot of scenarios, uh, multiples, but yeah, this one was the perfect one. And uh, yeah, I, I, was, I was ready for every kind of, uh, of races, even if it was uh, all together uh, after, after, the, after T2, I was, I was ready to run fast. And so I was pretty pleased that we had a, a little gap on the, on the second group, especially on guys like Richard or Yele or Alexi. And uh, yeah, that was the, the perfect race and uh, I'm glad enough it happened during World Champs. How does it feel to finally be racing as a reigning world champion? Like, does it feel different or come with any self-expectations that didn't previously exist? Uh, it, it, feel, it feels pretty good to, to race as a world champ. Uh, yeah, you know, when, you, when you're world champ, you just want to race and show all your, like, custom bike and all, the, all this, like, fancy stuff. And you're just like, ah, oh, no, I'm just, just going to hang this bike on the wall and, and never been riding with it. And... Yeah, I, that's that's pretty awesome. You know, you just uh, show up to a race. You have uh, you have the number one, and uh, yeah, people know you two times world champ now. And uh, yeah, that that's a great feeling. Uh, now that you're in Karlovy Vary, what are your first impressions of the city and of the course? 
Uh, I do like the city here in Carlo Vivari. That's my first year here, first attempt to, to this epic race. Uh, I, I was lucky enough to have a, a, good, a good guide for the, for the bike course and uh, yeah, that was a, that's a tough one, but I like it because it's really technical. It's, uh, there is a lot of uh, things like that change. It's, it's really rhythmic, you know, it's uphill, downhill, corner. And uh, yeah, I would, love, I would love the rain to be, to be part of the race, but it, it's, not gonna be, it's not gonna be rainy, I guess. But uh, yeah, it's a pretty tough race, pretty challenging race. And I think uh, the, the best athlete will, uh, will win the race and uh, I, I do my best, but uh, actually I'm quite excited to race. What are your pre-race nerves like? Is this race different from any other race? Um, you know, b before race, I'm not really under, under pressure. I don't, I don't really feel the stress. It's more like um, I did the good, I did the job before. So now I know that I'm gonna race all out. And if someone beats me, that just means it's better, and, and I can accept that. I, I would not, I would not say the same like a few years ago. But now I'm, I'm think I'm old and maybe. Let's say wise, but I don't really like this word about me. <laughs> Enough to say that people can be stronger than me, and uh, yeah, it's it's a good race. It's a tough race, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm just a bit like, okay, let's see how the body how the body responds after a few days of media solicitations and not really not really training. But uh, you know, last year I won uh, worlds, and a week later I was in Bagnoles for a walk up, and uh, and the body was pretty good. So I hope that will be the same for for this year. Uh, what are your plans for after Carla Vivari? So my plans after Carla Vivari, I'll be back home in Girona. Uh, I might race the nationals in France, so but it's a, it's a long trip. It's like a thousand k on the car, so I don't know. And uh, but it could be it's gonna be a good occasion to grab my TT bike because I'm planning to do some uh, Olympic non-draft in October. Then I race Azakena if, uh, if if the race goes on, but I, I, I hope it will. And then on the 17th of October, I race Lievin, the Conti Cup, the indoor Conti Cup. It's going to be good fun. And uh, Laurent, the organizer, is a good friend. And it's been a while that I want to race this race. So, yeah, that's the occasion. That's the only international race we have in France. And, uh, yeah, I I'm looking forward to do this uh, indoor kind of uh, Nisketchia race. That, that would be really nice. And then a few, as I said, Olympic non-drafts uh, later in France. And uh, I think I'll be good for a nice off-season. What is your race plan for this race and what are a couple of scenarios that you've gone through that you would like to see happen? Uh, having a race plan is actually really tough when we are never, never race. But uh, yeah, I mean, as usual, I'm going to be, I'm gonna be uh, off the front uh, as the guns, uh, as the guns shot. And uh, I, I try to push hard on the swim to, to push back some of the non-swimmer. Uh, I heard the, the lake is going up in temperature. I don't know if it's going to be enough for Sunday, but I, I still have my finger crossed and uh, I'll see, but if it's a non-wet suit, that will that will sweep me a bit more. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to stay composed on the bike, trying to stay at the front, trying to control the guys because for sure the Norwegians we want some revenge from from last weekend. And uh, yeah, I, I I will have to work hard, but I hope I'm not I'm not gonna be alone to work to like try to keep them in the group. And then it's gonna be a fast run for sure. But yeah, I feel I feel really good in the free sports, you know, swim, bike, run, and uh, now I still have the benefits from altitude, so. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be at the front for sure. I'm gonna try to control the race and hope for for good legs for the run. All right, kind of putting you on the spot, but who are some of the names that you kind of see look at the start list and um, kind of mark? Uh, the start list here in Calvivari is pretty is pretty awesome for a World Cup. Uh, I mean, the Norwegians, as I said, Gustav, Casper, uh, Stones, uh, Christian Blumenfeld, Richard Murray. Uh, he saw that in Hamburg, he still has the the speed, and uh, we. Still have uh, Johnny Brownlee. I think he pulled out of the start list. Uh, that's a shame. I was uh, I was really excited to see him on a race like this. I think he won already here, 
And um, yeah, I think the Norwegians gonna be strong. Jelegin's gonna be strong. Uh, Alessandro Fabian from Italy he won here already. So yeah, uh, plenty, plenty of guys, but for sure no French except me because I'm the only one. <laughs> All right. Good luck this weekend, Vince. Thanks for the time. Thank you. Thanks to Georgia, Vincent and Tommy. Don't forget to tune into triathlonlive.tv on Sunday to follow all the action from Carla Vivari with the men going out at 10 a.m. local time, the women at 3 p.m. We'll be back next week.